0: Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools
1: and information they need to grow and change their world. Now, here's your host, Dale Dixon. Introverted leadership. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Today on the program, Andy Johnson, soon to be Dr. Andy Johnson. He is an executive coach who specializes in working with introverted leaders. He's the author of Introvert Revolution, Leading Authentically in a World That Says You Can't. He is also the author of Pushing Back Entropy. He's one of the leading experts in the area of introversion as it relates to leadership in the United States. Andy, thanks so much for being with us today. Great to be here, Dale. Also on the faculty of The Complete Leader, part of the Price Associates team. So um, we, we mentioned you're pursuing your Ph.D. right now.
0: Yes. Yeah. As we speak. So I've got the bags to prove it under my (laughs) eyes. Yeah. What
1: happened in your past to get you to this place of being one of the foremost experts on introversion as it relates to leadership?
0: Yeah, I think it really begins with being an introvert, although I was somewhat hesitant to admit and to come out of the closet as one. My family of origin, extroversion was the right answer to the question. And so introversion has been a journey of, of self-acceptance for me. But now that I'm really clear on who I am and, and that who I am is something to celebrate, I really just want to help other leaders embrace who they are.
1: I've had a chance to be in, in an audience, in several audiences, when you have spoken. I know we've had n- numerous conversations. Uh, and and it's always fascinating. And I, I want you to to bring the, the listeners down the road of... Mm-hmm. Realizing that you can and so many people are effectively introverted leaders or introverts who are leaders. Right. How you'd like right. to say that. So so bring us up to speed because, yeah, the, the listeners haven't had the, that opportunity to sit in the audience or to have a glass of wine with you Right. and talk through this.
0: Yeah. In fact, it's funny because as I think about you, Dale, I, I would really say you are pretty introverted. I'm extremely When I watch you. And yet I would say you've been quite effective in lots of leadership, not only with the Better Business Bureau, but lots of other contexts that I've seen. So I think you're a great example. The, the culture around us, unfortunately, is invalidating certain aspects that you and I share related to introversion. It's a fairly recent development, I would say, historically. If we think back not too long ago to, say, the founding fathers, lots of those founding fathers, George and Thomas Jefferson and people of that ilk, They're introverts, Abraham Lincoln, people like that. So fairly recently, about the last 50 to 100 years, the culture has shifted pretty hard toward extroversion, and now we talk more about managing your persona and managing your image, which weren't things we talked about. The the conversation used to be about character as it related to leadership, and so introverts or extroverts were well-equipped for that conversation around leadership, and so only recently I would say it's changed.
1: But character is so important. We we, we all agree. So so for the purposes of this conversation today, we want the listeners to walk away with some tools, especially those who are who would consider themselves who are introverts and in leadership roles. So what are some of the ways that that introverted leaders can deal more effectively with that bias that you you explain and be their true, authentic selves in the leadership role?
0: Yeah, so a couple things. I think the first thing is seeing the bias, which again is not a small thing to to do in our culture. So it's really being better informed about what is introversion and what it's not. It's not about being shy, it's not about being antisocial, it's not a disease or other things that people might imply that it is. It's really just sort of the slower, more careful side of leadership that balances quite naturally and quite effectively extroverted leadership. So first we have to embrace who we are and see that who we are is fine um, and understand the true nature of introversion. Beyond that, I think there's a whole lot of work to do around sort of getting over the impact of the bias and then reframing. I talk a lot about reframing strengths or thinking about things you thought were weaknesses that are actually strengths. For instance, the strength of pessimism. If I can use that as an
1: example. Okay, let's dive into it. Yeah. If, if a person says, uh, well, I know a lot of folks like to say I'm a glass half full type of person. Yes. So, yes. Uh, but how is pessimism a strength?
0: Yeah, I'm a glass half empty and proud to be one. So okay. what I say a lot of times to folks is, do you really want an optimistic accountant <laughs> or an optimistic engineer? I hope the calculations hold and the bridge doesn't collapse. Uh, so what, what it really reminds us is that there's always a need uh, for complementary leadership. And so being a natural pessimist makes me well-equipped to poke holes in ideas that need to have holes poked in them. So extroverts, a lot of extroverts are great visionaries and they can dream up grand schemes and we need that. So it's not about getting rid of extroverts, but it's about the other side of the equation bringing balance to that conversation and saying, is that really... The best idea, should the company really go in that direction or should we slow down? Think about it. Do some analysis.
1: What are some of those other strengths that might be interpreted as a weakness but it's really a strength?
0: Another fun one to talk about is tunnel vision. Sometimes people say having tunnel vision is really a bad thing. I have come to understand that it's a good thing. I find that if I have too much going on, it's just distracting. And I do my best work when I can really focus intently as if in a tunnel And focus uh, and and give the depth of concentration that it takes to get the best solutions. And so, again, introverts are naturally gifted for that kind of work. And so it surprises people sometimes to reflect on the fact that lots of the most creative people, not all of them, throughout history have been more introverted. Somebody like an Einstein, for instance.
1: Over the course of our conversation, just in the last few minutes, you've used the word complimentary twice. Right. And, uh, and I think that's important for folks to, let's dive into that. Uh, right. Because for those of us who have had the pleasure and the opportunity to spend some time talking to you, we also hear yin and yang yes. used a lot. So yeah. uh, break down that complimentary idea of right. leadership, the extrovert, the introvert, how they work together and how they, it's so important for us.
0: So by complementary, I don't mean free. That's the other kind of complementary. I mean the one as if male complements female or yin complements yang, as you mentioned. So the thing that I've really come to notice is that all around us in everything we observe, whether it's night and day or summer and winter or male and female or lots of different pairs, it seems like there's something hardwired into the fabric of life that is calling for this need for balance, this complementary relationship between two people that need one another to be a complete whole. And so again, we might talk about it in marriage, but I like to talk about it in the workplace as well. So complementary leaders, an extrovert and an introvert working well together, producing what neither could produce on their own.
1: So for the extrovert who's, who's listening and looking for some insight, what are some ways that that extrovert can engage, successfully engage, and truly get the most out of that complementary leadership if they are working alongside an introverted leader? Or maybe they have introverted leaders within the ranks. What are some, what are some things that they can do?
0: Right. In fact, it's probably the case that they have introverted leaders around them as we speak mm-hmm. because it just happens naturally. But I, I think there is a great journey of uh, understanding introversion for extroverts. And so really the the book that I have put together isn't just for introverts. I specifically was thinking about extroverts and how could they use the book to help them understand uh, introversion at a much deeper level. In fact, lots of the feedback that I've gotten about the book has come from extroverts. So I've heard lots from extroverted spouses or extroverted parents or extroverted folks in the workplace that have said the book really changed their understanding in a really positive way, and they began to see that other person in a positive light uh, that they hadn't previously seen them in.
1: Do you have a specific story that illustrates that?
0: Yeah, one of one of uh, the fans of the book. She was a she's a, an over the top extroverted woman uh, who works in marketing. In fact, she's actually part of the efforting for marketing the book itself. So she reads the book because she sort of has to. <laughs> uh, why else would an extrovert read Introvert Revolution? But she does. And so she comes back just, uh, you know, overflowing with enthusiasm as an extrovert about the content of the book and how it helped her understand, for the first time, her introverted engineer husband. And so she's saying that it was revolutionary for her in her marriage and, and deepening her appreciation for him, learning that there's nothing wrong with him. He's just different. And so if there was a message, I think, that got across to her, it was really... Uh, there's nothing wrong with my husband. I, I'm really beginning to see him in all of his strengths in a fresh way. So she was really excited.
1: So the book is uh, Introvert Revolution. Right. And also you have Pushing Back Entropy. The... Um We're going to spend a few more episodes talking with you. We're going to dive into uh, teams and how healthy teams finish first. Uh, That's an upcoming conversation we have. Also, the heart of workplace conflict. And so you've spent a lot of time in in those arenas and helping people work through conflict and and make it uh, – a stronger relationship on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so those two conversations are coming up in future episodes of The Complete Leader. Any parting words for us, Andy, I we think wrap I this episode one, up?
0: One message, I think. If you're an introvert and you're listening to my voice, I want you to hear loud and clear. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're not defective. You're a wonderful leader, and you really just need to lean into who you are, embrace those strengths that you've been given, and compliment those extroverts around you. It's not a competition. It's about complimenting one another.
1: Fantastic. He is Andy Johnson, and the book is Introvert Revolution. Once again, we're going to have a few more conversations with him on this podcast, The Complete Leader, and we look forward to that. Uh, We would encourage you, so you don't miss an episode, be sure to subscribe via iTunes while you are there if you would write a review and leave a rating. Hopefully we have earned a five-star rating from you for this conversation and many more on the way. Once again, this is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader.
0: Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online at thecompleteleader.org.